Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's January 19th, 2021. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, Ultra Rad. How can we take ablative radiation for oligomets to the next level? Ultra-high-dose radiation, of course. By that, we mean 24 gray in a single fraction, a dose delivery that seems to break the rad bio mold. This fractionation was compared to 9 gray times 3 fractions in a head-to-head phase 3 randomized trial. All patients had PET or MRI staging showing five or fewer metastases total, and all targets for the trial were non-mobile bone or nodal mets less than six centimeters in size that could safely receive either prescription with a two to three millimeter PTV margin. Of note, patients receiving 24 gray times one for bone mets also received dexamethasone four milligrams twice the day prior and a third time three hours prior to the treatment. Otherwise, prophylactic dexamethasone was at physician discretion. Among the 117 patients with 154 metastases randomized, the primary endpoint of local recurrence was nearly four times better, with 24 gray in one fraction. At two years, the rate of local recurrence with 9 gray times 3 was 9.1%, as compared to just 2.7% with 24 gray times 1. And at 3 years, the difference was 22% versus 5.8%. Even more intriguing was the significant difference in rate of new distant metastases, which at 3 years was 22 versus 6%, suggesting that even the distant metastasis rate was improved with 24 gray times 1. A landmark analysis demonstrated no association between adjuvant systemic therapies in these rates. Grade 3 plus toxicity occurred in 7.8% after 24 gray times 1 and 3.9% after 9 gray times 3. Of note, while 11 various primary cancers were represented, 47% of enrollees had prostate cancer primaries, likely contributing to the overall goodness of the outcomes. The bottom line is, phase 3 data demonstrates a significant advantage in both local control and rate of new metastases when 24 gray times 1 rather than 9 gray times 3 is delivered to bone and nodal oligomets. Zalewski, Red Journal, 2021. Up second, X Logica. Does laparoscopic gastrectomy reduce hospital stays for Western patients with resectable gastric cancer? The Dutch time trial helped establish that using a minimally invasive technique may improve postoperative outcomes for patients undergoing esophagectomy. However, these outcomes did not translate to real-world outcomes when put into routine practice. The Dutch Logica trial sought to determine if laparoscopic gastrectomy would shorten hospital stays and improve postoperative outcomes for patients with resectable gastric cancer. 
This question has been asked by randomized childs in China, Japan, and Korea that showed similar oncologic outcomes. However, Western data is more limited. In Logica, over 200 patients were randomized to open versus laparoscopic gastrectomy, and greater than two-thirds in each arm received neoadjuvant chemotherapy. Both techniques yielded similar numbers of nodes, with a median of 29, and similar R0 resection rates at 95%. Ultimately, there was no difference in the median hospital stay of seven days, nor in the rates of post-op complications, in-hospital mortality, or 30-day mortality. The bottom line is, laparoscopic gastrectomy did not reduce hospitalization or post-operative outcomes in Western patients with resectable gastric cancer. Thanks to Vanderveen, JCA, 2021. Up next, even when it's over, it ain't over. Why might even those highly unlikely to die from COVID-19 still choose vaccination? Besides the whole forgo your fellow man or woman thing. Consider this cohort, as published in Lancet 2021 by Wong et al. They looked at 1,733 patients with a median age of 57, discharged from a Wuhan hospital that were evaluated at a median of six months after symptom onset of COVID-19. Overall, 63% reported muscle weakness or fatigue, 26% had sleep difficulties, and 23% had anxiety or depression. Patients with the most severe illness during hospitalization were more likely to have symptoms six months later. Among those who underwent lung function tests at follow-up, prevalence of lung diffusion impairment ranged from 22% among those with the least severe illness to 56% among those with the most severe. Perhaps more surprising, 13% of patients with normal estimated GFR during admission developed a decrease in their estimated GFR. The bottom line is, three-quarters of adults hospitalized with COVID-19 report at least one persistent symptom at six months, many with ongoing objective impairments in lung and renal function. Up next, out-of-office reply. We all know the pandemic pushed us outside our comfort zones when it comes to caring for cancer patients virtually. What we don't know is more than anecdotal data on how patients have felt about it. Enter this detailed large-scale survey as published in the Journal of the National Comprehensive Cancer Network 2021 by Chaverdian et al. that asked patients receiving standard in-office or telemedicine radiation oncology consults at Memorial Sloan Kettering between December 2019 and June 2020. Among these respondents who comprised 40% of those surveyed, there was no significant difference in satisfaction with numbers numerically favoring telemedicine versus in-office consultation. In fact, 45% preferred telemedicine as compared to 34% preferring in-office, with the remaining 21% having no preference. Predictably, 
those with a worse performance status or no partner were significantly more likely to prefer a virtual appointment. The bottom line is, appropriately selected virtual radiation oncology consultations don't have to compromise care and, in fact, may enhance it. Up next, ibuprofen and cons. Ibuprofen is back on the chopping block, this time for potentially worsening not COVID-19 infections, but antibody responses. Before freaking out that you popped in some ibuprofen for some post-vaccine arm soreness, this claim stems from murine, not human, models performed post-infection, not post-vaccination. Thanks to Chen, Journal of Virology, 2021. Finally, autonomy. The basic tenet of medical ethics that is still withheld from radiation oncology residents. This survey, as published in the Journal of Cancer Education 2021 by Kahn et al., found that junior attendings point to a lack of autonomy and training as one of the biggest hurdles to job preparedness. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.